Welcome into another edition of the KQ2 Sports Podcast. Chris Rashford alongside by Eagle Radio's Dave Rickert. We are now in week number nine in high school football here on the Missouri side of things. I know last week I said I was changing what we're doing. Now we're changing it again because time gets away from me. If you <laughs> it's a noticed. busy time of year, Chris. I know. I've, <laughs> I knew it was going to be busy. It is every year in October, like October, early November with every fall sport that Missouri has, which is like 8,000 <laughs> compared to states around us. Everybody else is in district play, and so trying to get everything done through the week. And then high school football on Fridays, Missouri Western on Saturday. So how's your week going? Uh, it's been busy, but uh, it's been good. I'm anxiously awaiting the postseason of high school football because after this weekend, we'll wrap up the regular season. A lot of district jockeying for position, and there are a lot of games tonight where they're going to be pretty important on where teams fall in the district standings and who they're going to play next week, um, involving a lot of St. Joe teams too. So um, I'm looking forward to the postseason getting here, I think. Um, the fall's gone quick, but boy, the postseason is when it gets fun. So I can't wait for the, the postseason to get here next week and wrap up the regular season this week. And heck, we've got basketball. Northwest basketball has an exhibition against Duke tomorrow. Yeah. It's like KU played Fort Hayes State last night. Um, Missouri Western's women play Iowa State next Wednesday. And the Griffin men open up their regular season along with the Northwest men next Friday and Saturday at the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic at Civic Arena. So. Uh, yeah, ready or not, here we go. Yeah, there's no time for anything else. I went out and watched some, some Griffin men's basketball practice this week and got to know them a little bit more, so anxiously awaiting that. So It's a fun time of year. It's a fun time of year, but also like you almost feel like you're forgetting something every point you it's turn true, because yes. just everything's going. But go back to high school football. A couple weeks ago, remember how I said I did not like this format? <laughs> I still don't. Oh, just get geez. that established. I'm not, but, we're not going back to this topic. No, but I... <laughs> Well, you said right there about the uh, a lot of jockeying for position. I think that one makes it more intriguing, yeah, too. I, I don't like it as a whole still, but at least we have games right now where we're trying to figure out, hey, someone could slide into a two-seat. Someone could fall all the way down in some district. I think they could fall down to a six-seat or seven-seat in some of these close districts. And Lafayette's a team in the city that if they can get a win, there's a chance that they're, they're going to host a game. Even if they don't get a win, they could still possibly get the four seed in their district. There's a, a fat four, five, and six. They all have the same record right now. They're all really close. So they could go from possibly hosting at the four seed or dropping to the six seed, playing the three seed, which I think at the, this time is, is Platte County. But um, So there's a lot on the line um, on a lot, of, a lot of districts on where they're going to be. And again, a home game is important for these kids too yep. to go play one more game at home if you can in, in that 4-5 matchup or anything like that. So um, it, I think it does make it exciting because even if you're 1-7 or whatever record you are, one only won a couple games, you still might be able to get that next seed. You're still playing for something. Right. In some cases, you're not playing for anything, but in a lot of cases, you're playing for maybe that next seed. And, and sometimes they'll go head-to-head, and if you beat a team despite maybe having one less win, all of a sudden you might jump them because you beat them head-to-head. So I think there's a lot of, of that jockeying here down the stretch that I think makes it important for kids to play for something, and, and most of them have some of that here in weeks 8 9 and going into the postseason. To me tonight, there's two big games just outside of the district you know, realm of jockeying position. You have Maryville Lafayette. You have Lawson Mitt Buchanan. Mm-hmm. Lafayette Maryville. Maryville beat Savannah last week. Lafayette got a win back last week. I guess they've won two straight now. Lafayette has you know, came back and after the Chillicothe loss. They've won a couple in a row now. 
They have to go on the road, though, to play a Maryville team that you were up there last week. This team didn't fall off after last year losing a lot of guys, some key guys, and they seem like they've just you know re retooled, I guess, again this year. Yeah, there's no doubt. They're really good, and I think this will be a challenge for, for Lafayette. And you know, early in the season, we talked about the Fighting Irish, and we thought they were going to be really good. And, and they're five and three. It's not like they've had a bad year, um, but maybe not the year that a lot of people expected them to have. And early on this season, against Center and against Savannah, they were just getting gashed in the run game and giving up over 400 rushing yards to those two teams in each of those games. That made it hard for them to compete with those teams. Well, they've kind of shored things up, so I'm anxious to see if they can compete with a team that loves to just be smash mouth. They'll open things up and they'll run, they'll they'll pass it a little bit. But Maryville's still going to be they're going to be a wing team, wing T team, and they're going to run the football. Can Lafayette contain that? Can they slow that down a little bit? Again, they're a different defense now. They've changed schematically what they do as opposed to what they were doing early in the season against the teams that just gashed them. So can they compete on up front with Maryville, who I think is as good as it gets up front on both sides of the football? So that, that'll be interesting to see. If they can't, they I don't think there's any chance they win this football game. But in the years past, they've been able to slow them down a little bit. Um, and a couple of years ago, they held them to 14 points and lost 14 to 12. They gave, held them 27 points a year ago. So they've done some good things in the past. But can this group up front challenge Maryville up front and just slow the running game down a little bit? Time will tell because it is a different defense than what they had early in the season. Look at Maryville's district. They're in there with Lathrop. Maryville 6-1. and one. Lathrop's 8-0. and Can no. we just get to that one? If that's, I think <laughs> a lot of people are kind of way down because Lathrop's 8-0, and no, but they have less points because their strength is scheduled. They play a lot yeah. of Class 1 teams. Maryville's six points ahead of them. Then it's Lawson, Richmond, and Lexington. All within about 2.2 points of each other through 2 through 5. And it's Brookfield, Trenton, and then St. Joe Christian at the bottom of that one to finish out the eight in Maryville's district. Lafayette, though, like we talked about theirs earlier. They're with Excelsior were. Springs and, and Carney right now. All have five and three records. Carney plays Smithville, so there's no gimme there. They Again, that's probably Smithville is probably the favorite in that one. Um, they've got a chance to, to get that four seed. And with a win, they'll probably get the four seed. Even with a loss, they could still at least be in the 4-5 matchup and not drop down to 6. That's probably the key for them because also in that district, Lincoln Prep is number 1. Lincoln Prep does not play the schedule that Smithville, Platte County, even go down to Lafayette and those teams, they don't play that type of schedule. So I'm not sure they're as good as their record would indicate. So if they could stay in the 4-5 matchup and Lafayette would get a win in round 1, I think they'd rather play a Lincoln Prep, even if they're undefeated, as opposed to a Smithville or a Platte County, somebody like that. So I think that's that's key for them to try and stay in that 4-5 game for sure. Lafayette at Maryville tonight. The other game, the game that our game of the week this week is Lawson at Mid Buchanan. Mid Buchanan 7-1, Lawson 6-2. We talked a little bit about Lawson's you know, district there because they're in there with Maryville and Lathrop. Mid Buchanan, they're in the driver's seat in theirs. I mean, they're the one seed right now. They're 11 points higher than Hamilton, then it's Plattsburgh, then East Buck, then North Platte, West Platte, Maysville, and Polo. They're one of the teams not playing for anything in the postseason right now. Yeah. <laughs> as far as seedings go. They are just. <laughs> they're the one seed. <laughs> they need to get into the postseason healthy. They yep. get through this one. But this game also, I think, means quite a bit to them, too. Absolutely. They're not playing for a conference title. This is basically for second place in the conference. They haven't beat Lawson in, uh, I think it was, what, about 15 years or so, is what someone told me. At least, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not even sure. I think Coach Fritz was saying how a lot of my kids weren't even born last time. Mid Buck beat Lawson. 
Well, you put that in perspective, then <laughs> wow, okay. So, Midbuck, Lawson tonight. This one, I think, is a pretty good match. I mean, Lawson's always been the bigger school. But Midbuck, the way they've been playing this year, the way their defense has been playing, this one should be a pretty good one down at Fawcett, too. Yeah, this is going to be our game of the week, too, on KFEQ, so it should be a lot of fun. You can listen there and, and see all the highlights on, on football tonight. But I'm really looking forward to this one because Midbuck hasn't been challenged a lot since that Lathrop game. Uh, and, and, and I think they'd like to have that one back, but... Um, again, they've only allowed 12 points the entire year besides the Lathrop game. They've had five shutouts in eight football games. Incredible defense uh, by the Dragons right now. And this is a Lawson team that isn't a real explosive offense. They're only averaging like 29 points per game, um, not even 300 yards of offense. They're going to grind it out. They've only thrown the football 53 times the entire season. So they are not going to air it out. Mid-Bucks offense is averaging over 400 yards of offense, over 40 points per game. Um, they're allowing, again, under 10 points a game, but it'd be less than that if you throw the 49 points out in the Lathrop loss. So I'm anxious to see if they can do this to a Lawson team that just, they run their stuff. We say, we hear that so much in basketball that boy, it's a team that's run their stuff offensively. Well, Lawson's going to run their stuff. Mm -hmm. They're going to run the football. Uh, They're mainly have a pistol now, but a lot of wing T stuff with that. Can mid Buchanan get the tackles for loss? They've been getting all year long against a team like this, that they competed with, with Lathrop. They lost 38 to 13. Um, they've won every other game uh, pretty convincingly in, in the KCI, similar to what Mid Buchanan has. So I think these are two really good defenses, and I think Mid Buck's offense might be the advantage that they have because they're so multiple. Uh, they can throw the ball with Javen, they can run with him, they can run with TJ Runyon, they've got receivers on the outside. I think they're just more more diverse, and I think they can go up against any defense and, and be able to adjust and maybe find something that works against a defense that's really good. I think that gives them the advantage in this game, and I think they're going to win this one. Should be a good one tonight. You have the game on KFEQ? Yes, sir. And pregame starts what time for you? We're going about 5.30. We'll talk to all the coaches around the city and around the area, and then we'll kick off at 7 down in Fawcett. We'll have this game and much more on football tonight beginning at 10.35. Thank you once again for listening to the KQG Sports Podcast this week.